Today on the Learning Little Lessons podcast, we're going to be talking to Ruth Adams about leaving a legacy for our children. We're going to talk about ways that we can do that, practical tips for, you know, putting that into our everyday life, and of course, the reason why this is so important. So, let's get started. So today I invited Ruth Adams to come and talk to us about legacy and what it means to leave that, leave a legacy for our children. So welcome, Ruth. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Trudy. It was really a joy to meet you on the Teach Them Diligently virtual um, event and to connect with you. And I was just really um, honored that you asked me to be on your show. Yeah, well, we are excited to have you. So first of all, introduce yourself to us. Okay, well, um, I'll just kind of give a little bit of a background. I grew up in a pastor's home, and I was homeschooled, and my dad, um, his office was in our home, and so um, he was there with my mom, and they were basically discipling me 24-7 as I was growing Mm -hmm. up. It was a beautiful um, way to grow up. I'm so thankful for the sacrifices that they made to um, teach me what it looks like to have a relationship with the Lord. And it's a joy and a privilege to serve the Lord. And so that really um, it set a good foundation for me. And I stand on their shoulders in so many ways and um, just so grateful. And later on down the road, I married my husband, Matt. We've been married for 20 years now. And the Lord has blessed us with seven children. We have five girls and two boys. Our oldest has uh, graduated from our homeschool. We've homeschooled all along. And she is away at a Christian university as a voice major. So we're thankful for what God has done in her life. And then we have six more still in the home. Our son will graduate next year. And so I think we're about to start seeing these dominoes falling at them growing up so quickly. Um, But we're still learning as parents. Um, We're in a new season of juggling so many different age groups. Our youngest is still a preschool age. And then we have this daughter who's away at college. And so the Lord is still keeping us humble before him and just teaching us how to juggle these different ages and um, seasons and continuing to sanctify us in the process. And um, we live outside of Houston. My husband is in the oil and gas industry in Houston. And so we live on five acres and we enjoy trying to do a little bit of homesteading. We're very much learning about that. And we have rabbits and cats and a dog. And the new thing is we have um, two Nigerian dwarf goats and we got them in the spring and they were born in February. So we got to bottle feed them and we're looking forward to maybe next year they'll have babies and we'll be able to experience baby goats and um, fresh goat's milk. And then we have hens and fresh eggs. And um, I have a small garden. And honestly, Trudy, I think that I've had more flops and failures in the garden (laughs) than successes. But I feel like every year, maybe I learn just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And God is showing me his sovereignty in that um, ultimately we look to him for the weather and the rain and Mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the, 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 uh, 
fruition of the garden, what comes yes. in, the crop that we bring in. And so I think it's a lot like parenting. We plant those yeah. seeds and we pray for God to water them and to bring fruit in our children's lives. And then lastly, my husband and I just have a, a huge heart for other parents to encourage them towards family discipleship and um, raising their children with eternal um, priorities in light of eternity. And so my husband and I have both written um, a little bit and done some speaking, and it's just our heartbeat to encourage other moms and dads along the journey. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I'm with you on the garden. I, <laughs> our garden is teeny, and my husband mostly does it, so... <laughs> Yes. Oh, Billy. Yes. So it's exciting, though. It's fun yep, to go out yep. and see every day what's coming in. Yes. Yes, it is. So, legacy. Why? Um, what is it? What does it mean to leave a legacy for our children? Yes. Well, I think the word legacy is a beautiful word when we we are referring to leaving a legacy of faith and passing down the faith from one generation to another. And I think there are all kinds of legacies that parents could leave to their children. You know, they might leave a legacy of wealth or mm -hmm. a legacy of fame or influence or many different things. But I think nothing could be as important as leaving a legacy of love and faith to our children. And I think that, um, you know, there's an old saying that says, if you shoot for nothing, you'll hit it every time. And so <laughs> I think mm -hmm. it's important for us as parents to just think about, um, look at the big picture and what is it that when our children are launched from our homes, what is it that we want them to take with them? And mm -hmm. my husband and I have had many talks about this and what are the core things that we really want our children to go forth from our home with. And uh, we have, we've both written about those things in our books and um, speak about them at conventions. But um, I, for sake of time, I'd like to just share um, a, a few of them that we think are some of the, the really big ones, you know, on yes. leaving a legacy of faith. Like how do we practically go about doing that? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that paramount to everything would be the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's just the yes. most important thing that we can help our children to understand. And I think um, helping them understand the gospel isn't like, well, we just read about it or teach about it and close the book and say, now they've got it. They understand it. But mm -hmm. I think that we need to integrate the gospel into all of our life and our learning and our living and constantly as families be revisiting the truths of the gospel, you know, just being that God in his mercy and love towards us, even though we were born in sin, he has made a way for us to be in fellowship with him through the atoning work of Jesus on the cross for our sins. And we just need to really think about that and talk about that and live in light of those truths. And there's so many ways that we can bring the gospel before our children over and over, day after day. You know, when they have disappointments in their lives, we can listen and then say, you know, the gospel gives us hope. 
Christ died for us. He loves us. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we are his, we're promised that one day every tear will be wiped from our eyes and all wrongs will be made right. The gospel gives mm-hmm. us hope. And when our children are struggling with character issues, we can take them to the word and say, you know, this is God's standard for us. And we fell in these areas. We fell to love. We fell to be kind. We fell to be diligent. All these things, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but um, we have hope through Jesus. And as Mm -hmm. we walk with him, he will be growing us and conforming us. And we could never be good enough in our own striving. But because of Jesus, we have hope. And so as families, if we can continue to take our children to the cross and to walk Mm -hmm. humbly before the Lord and just continue to talk about these things, as Deuteronomy 6 says, you know, teaching these things to your children as you rise up, as you lie down, as you Mm -hmm. walk along the way, just continually bringing the gospel through our conversation, through reading the word, through um, good teaching we listen to, you know, through good resources and and um, mm-hmm. just being intentional and continuing to take them back to the the, the beauty and the truths of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's excellent. I love that. Yes. Um, another one would be having a word saturated home, a word, a word saturated home where we're constantly going to the word of God with our children that. It's not like we just read the Bible during Bible time and that's it. But we talk about the word and we keep revisiting Mm -hmm. the word as we go through our day. So in our home, we have a time that I have with my children called circle time in the mornings. And we're in the Mm -hmm. word together. I also encourage my children towards having their own time in the word of God. Um, We have um, since we homeschool, all of our curriculum has been chosen um, in, in light of, we want curriculum that is coming from a biblical worldview so that they're getting the word, they're, they're getting um, to see the hand of God and trace the fingerprints of God all through all their mm-hmm. academic subjects. Um, my husband comes home and he brings the word. Sometimes at the dinner table, he'll open up the Bible or he'll share a verse. Another thing he does is he sends an email to my children who are old enough to have email. He sends an okay. email every morning and it just exhorts them um, in the word from something that he's been reading and studying. And so just wow, their conversation, just continually talking about mm-hmm. the word of God. And um, I think we want to teach our children to know the word and to love mm-hmm. the word to stand on the word and to be able to defend the word of God. And God's word is being viciously attacked in the culture that we're raising our children in. And it will, as they grow older, it will be viciously attacked in all of the mm-hmm. you know, secular science that they will be confronted with and um, in just the culture at large. And so we are trying to really, um, lay a foundation of a strong Christian worldview so that they can look at any subject um, and say, what does the Bible say about that? Any ideology, any philosophy, what does the Bible say about that? Um, and, And then Christian apologetics, how do we know that what we believe is true? We're trying, and, and my husband's really good at that and having those discussions with them. And, um, And then just an understanding of how to defend the word of God and how to share the word of God. So 
Um, I would say that just keeping the word of God, you know, um, in front of our eyes with our children, I think that's also very important in passing on that legacy of faith. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love those ideas that you shared of how to get that word saturated home. That's, that's, I don't know, just gives us a lot of practical things to, to do. Well, good. I feel like I'm always needing to grow in this area. And I feel like through the years, as I've gone to the Lord in prayer, as we start a new school year and Lord, how do we need to tweak our, you know, curriculum or whatever? I feel like the, mm-hmm. the, he's faithful to show me, okay, use this math curriculum or whatever, you know, to give me guidance. But I feel like Mm -hmm. what really is impressed on my heart more than anything is just more of my word, more of the word, you know, just Mm, be faithful to the word of God in our homes. So um, going along with that would also be intentional discipleship. Um, And so I mentioned our circle time. That is a time where I'm intentionally gathering all my children um, in the home. And we do this in the mornings. And it's a time where we sing. It's a time where we pray. It's a time where we work through um, Bible studies and resources and even little studies on character qualities and mm-hmm. um, um history from a Christian worldview, apologetics, things that um, I like talk about the culture and how mm-hmm. they stand for Christ in the culture. Uh, we've sometimes read through science books that proclaim the wonders of our great creator, you know, like we mm-hmm. just finished one on animals and where um, th- it was just showing uh, God's handiwork and creativity and all these different animals. But um, so it's a hodgepodge of different things that we do in our circle time, but it's very strongly um, geared towards discipleship. And so Mm -hmm. when I hear about a resource that I think will disciple the hearts of my children for Christ, I'll pick it up and I'll put it on my shelf. And when we have time to get to it, it will be put into our circle time rotation. But that's where okay. I'm really bringing in those discipleship resources or working on, you know, scripture memory or just just a whole mm-hmm. variety of various things. Um, but, you know, just intentional discipleship. I remember when I was a little girl, my dad would sometimes take me on errands with him for ministry related errands. Or maybe we were just going to the store at times. But he would talk to me as we'd ride in the car together about the Lord and about my walk with Jesus. And at times he would tell me these fictional stories that he would make up about a little girl named Susie. And they were fun stories, but he was purposely giving me life lessons through those stories. Mm -hmm. And he would make it fun, but I was Mm -hmm. learning and I was being discipled. And he would often stop somewhere and get a package of cookies or something and he would make it fun but he was Mm -hmm. teaching me so sometimes it looks like maybe taking one child along on a little errand or Mm -hmm. um, my daughters as they get older I occasionally will take one of them on a special birthday trip for the weekend Mm -hmm. and sometimes we'll take along a resource like a little mother-daughter Bible study, and we'll go through that. But there's so many ways as we pray that the Lord can give us creativity to be intentional about discipling our children. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Just being intentional about it, using kind of using the time we already, 
will be spending with them and right pointing that towards discipling them yes yes another one would be um just being prayerful families and that's another strong mm-hmm. way of passing on a legacy of faith to our children and um, mm-hmm. praying um, all through the day, all through the night, as the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And I love to encourage parents that any time is the right time to take the hands of our children and just lead them before the throne of grace. And mm-hmm. as we walk with them throughout the day, there's so many opportunities, like when a little one comes to us and is crying and has a boo-boo and wants to be comforted, that's mm-hmm. a great time to hug them and say, let's pray about this together because God cares about this. Or when we have little ones and they're squabbling and having sibling rivalry, um, we can say, you two come here and let's draw close and I'm going to pray. And then mm-hmm. you can start praying through the fruits of the spirit that God will give them love and kindness and self-control and just let the, the spirit work through the, the praying over our children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can, we can model prayer that they see that it's important in our lives. And we can also share answers like, I was praying about this and God mm-hmm. did this, you know, like giving testimony to our children of what mm-hmm. God has done. So important. Yes. And um, then singing, that's, that's another one. Uh, there's so many ways to pass on a legacy of faith, and I'm still learning and growing. But um, singing, this has become mm-hmm. very important to my husband and I. We both grew up with a heritage of singing the hymns of the faith. And we love the hymns because we grew up on them. Mm-hmm. And we feel like today many children are not growing up knowing the hymns of the faith and it's important to us that our children do learn those and so um we sing with our children like sometimes at the dinner table we'll stand around the table and maybe sing a song before we sit down or sometimes we'll eat and then we'll sing something like the doxology you know praise god (laughs) from whom all blessings flow praise him all tears here below Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And then I sing with the children during circle time. And sometimes what we'll do is we'll take one hymn and we'll do it for a week or a month until we become very familiar with it. But uh, I'm saying this, the hymns are like a, a part of our family culture. But I know there's also many other wonderful praise songs that um, can also be a blessing, and we really appreciate the work that uh, uh, the Gettys have done, Keith and Chris oh, yeah. Getty. And there's so many wonderful things that families can sing to the Lord. And this has been a process in our home because um, when we really first started focusing on this, we really kind of felt some pushback, like the children didn't necessarily want to sing. And through mm-hmm. the years, we've just persevered with it like whether y'all are excited about singing or not you know um god tells us this is what i tell my children you know and even if you don't want to sing god commands us to sing it says to come before him with singing and so Mm -hmm. i think he wired us in a way that when we sing his praises we are encouraged Mm -hmm. and we are blessed and we are reminded that he is a faithful god 
And then he loves mm-hmm. us. And with the hymns, we have four or five or more verses of deep, rich doctrine. And so yes. um, that is a blessing to our family. And I think that is just one more way of passing down a lot of biblical truth and a legacy of faith is, is singing in Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing with one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs mm-hmm. with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so as we press through trying to teach our children to sing, um, it has been a blessing. It's not been an overnight thing, and we're still in the process of improving and learning, um, but it has been a blessing in our family. Wow. That was, wow. We could stop right now, and I would have a lot of work to do. Oh, <laughs> well, I I, oh. I don't want to sound at all like we've arrived in these things. These are the things oh, we're I in know. the process of learning, and the struggle yes. is real. You know, yes. children yes. are not just always a hundred percent excited about all of this, but <laughs> but it's just praying that like yes. we're doing, we're sowing the seeds, and we're praying that yeah. God will water those seeds. And that's another thing I wanted to just say in all of this. Um, we, we don't want to, um, kind of like lean on the arm of the flesh in our parenting and think, oh, we're going to strike the parenting formula that's just right and perfectly balanced, Mm -hmm. or we're going to be wise enough or mature enough or skilled enough, or we've been enough to enough conventions or, you know, anything like that. Um, because those things are not going to bring uh, mm-hmm. a fruit of righteousness or a harvest of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Only God can do that. And so I actually meant to kind of start out and talk about that, just that we see it kind of as a twofold thing. Like God gives us as parents um, direction on how to raise our children. And in Proverbs, it tells us that we're to instruct them, we're to teach them, we're to um walk alongside of them and have their hearts. And there's a lot of work that we as parents are to do to be faithful. But on the other hand, it's only the spirit of God that can bring any of that to fruition. And only the spirit of God can convict their hearts of their need for a savior. Only the spirit of God can save them. And I think it was Ken Ham that said, we can lead our children to the ark, but we can't make them get on. And so- it's our job to be faithful and intentional and do everything that we can um, to give it our all. But then we need to plead with the Lord for his salvation and for him to make himself real in each of our children's hearts and lives and grow them up to have a strong walk. And then to be able to take that baton of faith into the next generation with our grandchildren. And um, so we're seeking to do the best we can, but really we're, we're prayerful and our, our um, faith is in the Lord and not in ourselves. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You can do everything perfect and yeah, we still need the Lord to, he's, he's the one that does it. Absolutely. Really. Yes. So why is, why is this important? Oftentimes it's easy to do something, but it's um, really the why is, (laughs) if we get the why, then we'll be able to do 
all these practical things. Right. <laughs> right. Well, um, God has commanded us as parents to gotcha. be faithful gotcha. and like to steward these children because really they're his children, mm-hmm. not our children. Yes. And so yes. we want to be faithful and, um, and in light of eternity, so many other pursuits are just going to pass away, but a heritage mm-hmm. of faith that goes through the generations and, you know, changes the world by faithful men and women who grow up and serve Christ and live for his glory. Um, that is something of eternal value that will not fade away. And so yes. um, that's what we want more than anything in this life. We want our children to know and love and serve Jesus Christ. And we're here not for ourselves in any way. We're here for God's glory. You know, like that's why we're here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> like to bring him glory and to lead others to Christ. And we're, we're here kind of sojourning through this life to um, mm-hmm. our eternal home is in heaven. And we want our children there with us. And we want... Um, the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant to us and to our children and to our grandchildren. We, we want that legacy Mm -hmm. of faithfulness. I'd rather be dirt poor and have my children walking with Christ than anything Mm -hmm. else in this world. So, yes, you shared a lot of practical ways to do this, to leave a legacy and during our everyday life. But is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Um, I would just encourage parents, sometimes the journey is hard as we're trying to Mm. be faithful and we're trying to serve the Lord and live biblically and prioritize things of eternal value. But Mm -hmm. sometimes life puts us in turbulent seas. And my husband and I have faced some of those things uh, just almost five years ago. I almost died actually having our fifth baby and... Um, That was a trial that I, looking back, I would have thought we would never gotten through. I I contracted a deadly superbug in the hospital. The baby had to come home. I was in the hospital for 18 days. It's a long story. Oh, wow. But um, my point is just that God did not let us sink. He brought the body of Christ around us. And he was faithful and he met every need that we had. And then my recovery process was months after that. And we had, you know, six children and a newborn, but God was faithful. And so I just like to encourage um, parents that the God who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times you're going to like me, you know, that we just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm trying everything I know that you called me to do. And life is just so hard. And there's so much like a battle going on when I'm trying to raise these children for you. And I think we just need to remember that it's God who called us to this parenting and this job of discipleship. And it's it's he that will be faithful. And um, just mm-hmm. remember in those valleys, Psalm 126, verse 5, that those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. And then we're told um, elsewhere to not grow weary in doing good, because in the end we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And then um, there's, there's a quote from Charles Spurgeon that I love. It says that the voices of childhood echo throughout life 
the first learned is generally the last forgotten. And so right now as parents with our children, we have the privilege of being like the first voice in their lives. Daily, we get to speak the word of God to them. We get to disciple them. We get to pray with them. We get to read, you know, great resources with them. And it's our voice that down the road, they're going to remember. It's our voice they're going to carry with them throughout their, their lives. And so uh, just one more practical thing I'll throw in about um, passing on a legacy of faith is we love to read missionary stories with our children and mm -hmm. let their heroes be heroes of faith rather than the pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, and so whenever I go to bookstores or look through catalogs or go to conventions, I'm always praying, Lord, please guide me to faith-building resources, things that will inspire my children to live for you, to give their all for the kingdom of God. And that's another way that they can really be challenged to live for Christ and to take that legacy of faith and say, I saw God's faithfulness in this story and I, I want to be a Corey Ten Boom. I want to be an Amy Carmichael. I want to be, you know, a Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. I want to be sold out for Jesus Christ. And so that also is just another way of um, speaking truth in their lives daily, reading good books like that with them. And hopefully awesome. the Lord is going to bring wow. all that, as Charles Spurgeon said, hopefully he's going to bring all that back to them and they're going to carry that mm -hmm. with them throughout their lives. So before we wrap up here, tell people where they can find you about your podcasts, your books, websites, just tell us where we can connect with sure. you. Sure. And I have a website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. And I have a podcast called the Legacy Homeschool Reflections Podcast. And I will say um, it doesn't all pertain to homeschooling. It pertains a lot to um, mothering and homeschooling is part of mm -hmm. it. But even if someone's not homeschooling, I think they could enjoy the podcast if their heartbeat is to raise children for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I even have some single lady friends that listen to the podcast and enjoy it because um, a, a lot of oh, what fine. I'm trying to do is encourage ladies to be in the word of God and living for his glory. And that, that applies to mm -hmm. single ladies and to mothers and to homeschoolers. Right. And so um, anyway, yeah. that podcast can be accessed through my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. And the podcast can also be accessed through iTunes. And then on my website, I have a store. And so my books are on the store and my husband's book. And then also some books and uh, CD and things like that um, from friends of ours. And so we're trying to put um, faith-building resources on that, um, that store on the website. And then you can find me and connect with me all over social media, um, on Facebook at okay. LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. Um, Instagram, I think I'm hard at home, 2-4. And then um, I'm on YouTube okay. and Twitter, and I'd love to connect with your listeners in any of those ways. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this and for coming on. Oh, I've loved it. And may the Lord bless you and your listeners.